partido porque se ha quedado quieto, nadie le entra, viene Falcao, ¡qué gol! ¡Qué gol! ¡Gol! ¡Aguanta Falcao, dispara! ¡Gol! ¡Gol! Línea de fondo, va a marcar, va a marcar, va a marcar. ¡Gol! Cuando va a centrar el balón atrás para Radamel, el control de Radamel, pisa la pelota, busca, dispara, dispara, gol. Acá la pierde Morevieta y cuidado que se la queda el Atlético de Madrid. Línea de fondo, va a marcar, va a marcar, va a marcar. ¡Gol! Episodio 48, August 24, 2012. The one after the long summer. You are listening to This Is Atleti, the only podcast in English dedicated to Atletico Madrid. Hello everyone, welcome back yet another season to This Is Atleti, your space of 100% Atletico Madrid, news and opinion. This is Ricardo Menendez, once again hosting the show, and I was going to say as usual, are my two great co-hosts, but uh, we have to say that Gary couldn't make it. We do have Derek Mai, and Derek, how are you? Finally, we're back. Ricky, it's great to talk to you again, mate. Yeah, I'm looking be, forward to this the entire time. Really, really hard to sign your renewal contract. <laughs> <laughs> and we do have we do have um, a, a great triplet of, of guests, I uh, I would say. Well, yeah, sure. We have three amazing guests, and I'm so glad that they um, were available to join us tonight. And hopefully, we'll be seeing more of them on the podcast this season. Um, well, let's uh, let's start with two uh, of the boys that's been that have been on before. Um, first of all. It's a major honor to welcome my good friend Martin from Florida. Hello, Martin. Hey, Derek. How you doing? Hey, guys. Hi, Martin. It's a nice pleasure to have being you here. All right, same here. And then there's also uh, our good friend from uh, AS who recently helped us again to get uh, a bit more um, promotion in uh, in that local newspaper from Madrid. Um, it's Danny Hidalgo. Yeah. Hey, guys. How's it going? How are you, Danny? Very well deserved uh, promotion for sure. Great a stuff, and uh, glad to be back. A yeah. real pleasure and a real honor to have you, Danny. Thanks. Absolutely. You're you're like the godfather of this season for us. <laughs> <laughs> and and then there's uh, last but certainly not least uh, the new star, the upcoming um, Cantera specialist. It's uh, Billy from England. Big dog. Uh, <laughs> great to be with you, everyone. Great to be on at last. Been a while. Great to have you on at last. It's it's uh, such a pleasure to to finally get you on the on the show. Thank you for joining us, Billy. Um, no yeah. problem at all. Does Billy really need an introduction because you've been writing for so many blogs and uh, websites lately? Oh <sighs> well, yeah, it's about time, as I said. Yeah, we have to, we have to get Billy on the record because he before he turns into this big media star that won't pick up our phone calls. <laughs> so um well as as we did last season or at least we tried to do last season we'll str- we'll strive to deliver more news more insider point of views and entertain as well in this podcast and well we may not be unbiased but we will try to point out both the rights and the wrongs of players coaches coaches owners and the club as a whole during the whole season and I hope you enjoy the the new season um for the listeners that were already on, and we welcome any new listeners that we might get on the way. Um, so let's start because um, this is a topic-packed episode we have in, uh, ahead. We've 
We've been off the air for quite a few months. Mm, splendid summer, hasn't it been, Derek? And um, well, let's talk about the off season. Um, after we, where, when we last recorded, we talked about the Europa League um, match and uh, how fantastic it was to to win the Europa League. But we didn't get a chance to record another episode um, after the season. And but we did have um, this is Atleti coverage during the off season. There was um, a trip that Atletico Madrid um, made to Colombia, and we did have. Martin Rosnell, that was um, godfathered by our good friend Danny Hidalgo, so I guess they could they can both tell us uh, how that trip went. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead. Then. Go ahead, Martin. Um, no, Ricky, I have to say thanks again, man, for you know talking to Alex and the press people over at Atleti before my trip. Uh, Free tickets, champagne, first class tickets. <laughs> On I got to meet Danny. I was totally <laughs> surprised the day of the trip. I had no idea Danny was going to be there, so that was really, really cool. And I got to meet him over there. Um, when I got to Bogota, you know, the first thing that happened when I got off my plane, a friend of ours picked us up, and she's all nervous. She's pale because she had just heard on the radio at that very moment that there was a bomb that went off in Bogota. So immediately I'm... Like, oh boy, everything's going to be canceled, you know. I thought that they were just going to go back to Spain. The whole uh, trip was going to be canceled. So it happened uh, at the same time? Yeah, yeah, it happened pretty much like 30 minutes before I got there. Then the reports broke. And as soon as I got to uh, our friend's apartment, um, I was trying to get in touch with Danny. Uh, I don't remember exactly how I did, but I think he sent a text message to the cell phone I had. And since there was a lot of confusion, the the press in Colombia was talking about the game, or actually the practice session from that day being canceled, that it was that it was going to be completely canceled. So because my trip was only three days, I just decided to go to the hotel, and I was just I had no idea what I was going to find there. I thought I was just going to go see the team and just be one more fan over there waiting for the team. But then Danny said he was heading there too. And when I got there, I got there pretty much at the same time Danny did. And uh, I guess the photographer, Danny, remind me his name, the little guy. Uh, Chema. Chema. <laughs> yeah, Chema. The little guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the little guy. <laughs> 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 he was extremely, he was extremely, extremely helpful. Like he came out and, and like helped me and my wife get into the hotel. Well, we have and to be very just, grateful to Alex Ugario from from the club. Um, he's from, he's one of the press officers. He's, he was very helpful those days, um, getting the, the press passes and, um, sorting out, uh, the contact at Columbia as well. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Very grateful. Um, and, uh, I was able to get in and Danny was working on a report. So he was like in a hurry to send in, I think it was the match preview for the game against Mionarios. And, uh, we were waiting there. Uh, and we were about to go to the practice. Alex told me, you know, uh, I could go with them. And then we headed to the stadium. That's when I found out that there there was going to be a practice. So I was really excited that I'd be able to go see the team. And I actually got to go on the bus, you know, like Atletico Madrid bus and everything. So I felt like a like a superstar. And uh, while actually while waiting in the lobby. I was right there in front of all the players. I got to see uh, Tiago, uh, 
the famous PC, Salvio. <laughs> <laughs> and and someone saw him last season. <laughs> El Cholo, El Cholo was there with Mono Burgos, and I'm, I'm like looking at Danny, and I, I really wanted to take pictures with, with some of the guys, but I didn't know if I had to play the role of journalist or fan, so I was kind of like in the middle, and, and Danny's like, no, you got to go ahead, you got to go ahead, man, you got to go for it, so I'm like, okay, cool, so I walk up to Cholo first, and Cholo's extremely grumpy, like he's got the meanest face, like he's got a naturally mean face, of course, but like he's just, just pissed off, and I'm, I'm like, okay, I just nervously walk up to him, I'm like, uh, Cholo, Cholo, me puedo tomar una foto, can I take a picture with you? And he, he just kind of nods like, yeah, sure, whatever, you know. <laughs> so I sit next to him and I take my famous picture with El Cholo. And uh, I walk up to Alex afterwards and I ask him, I'm like, hey, what's wrong with Cholo? Why is he so grumpy? And right away I got my first, like, you know, I got chastised right away. He's like, well, we've got journalists acting like fans. And I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> uh -huh. Just all nervous. I'm like, okay, strike one. <laughs> Okay, so we're not we're not thanking Alex anymore. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm grateful to Alex. Slightly uh, grateful. Yeah. So, yeah. Did you have a blast in Bogota, uh, Danny? Yeah, uh, yeah, it was it was pretty. Uh, I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it from the from the beginning from Bogota. Uh, it was yeah, it was pretty intense, especially you know because uh, I had to, uh, especially because of the six hour difference. Uh, everything had to be in at at 6 p.m. Uh, you know, 5 p.m., 6 p.m. Bogota time, and you have to keep in mind that, uh, that everybody had to be at the paper. At uh, oh no, <laughs> oh bomb. Oh yeah, uh, never mind. No, yeah, there, no. Let's see. Well, th sorry. Taking, uh, talking about the blast, um, it was it was actually not far at all from the hotel. It was probably a couple minutes driving, and uh, everybody thought that. Uh, that it was going to have impact. Uh, it did. It did have an impact on some things. Like there was going to be little kids going to the training session and and stuff, and that didn't end up going. And um, it was, you know, pretty much just open to the press. And um, but other than that, it was. I mean, it, it was. Uh, yeah, it was pretty pretty intense. Very fast. Uh, you know, very fast paced from one place to another. And um, you know, I think I walked. Uh, I probably walked. Uh, on the Bogota streets, I probably got to walk maybe like 40 feet. Like everything was inside a, a, a bus, a van, a lobby. Uh, I didn't get to see any of the city. Well, I got to see it a little bit at the end of the trip, but but uh, basically that was kind of uh, the thing that was going on. Mm -hmm. And um, going back to Martin, um, you were pretty lucky. You got to see live one of the one of Falcao's best all-time goals, and he scored quite a few. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I, I didn't get to go to the Cali game where he scored a beautiful scissor kick, like one of the most amazing goals I've ever seen. But yeah, at the Mios game, at the at the game in Bogota, he scored a pretty sweet goal. Uh, other than that, the game was had a you know it was kind of boring, just kind of the friendly type, you know, atmosphere. Unintense. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah exactly. What's, what's the feeling? Because I'm I'm sort of surprised that um, uh, from from the outside it's. It's sort of strange to notice that uh, Atletico Madrid has gone with what three months difference uh, twice to Colombia to tour the the country and and play matches. Um, what's the feeling, or or what's what do the what do the press say about 
um, having Atletico there is why is there this um, Colombia connection? Is it all related to Falcao and? Um, I would say it's a hundred percent Falcao. You know, like uh-huh. he's a mega star right now in Colombia. Something like how Arda is mm-hmm. in Turkey. Because I mean, Perea obviously wasn't that kind of star. He's been the Colombian eight years that he spent on the team, and the team never went to Colombia. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it's all Falcao. Although last time I was surprised in Medellin, in the last friendly, uh-huh. the stadium was pretty much empty for the Nacional game. Maybe because there of There wasn't prices. a lot of fanfare. Ticket prices. Uh, prices, I think the team wasn't doing that well. I think they had just gotten eliminated or something like that mm-hmm. from, a, from a cup game. And, and people were kind of like protesting the club by not showing up for that. Yo, Martin, I'm I'm really disappointed, man. You haven't talked about your great encounter, your great first encounter with the legend. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was unbelievable too, man. I I walked up, I rolled, <laughs> I walked right up to Perea. I walked right up to Perea, and I'm like, I told him I'm your biggest fan. I love you. You know <laughs> what I mean? I'm like hugging him. He's like, oh, thanks, thanks, just smiling and really, really cool, man. To get to meet him. <laughs> So it was like uh, a like a great experience for you to be able oh, to have an up close unforgettable experience, man. Especially I haven't even talked about the Falcao press conference. Mm-hmm. How I got to go in there and uh, they were gonna limit. There was about a hundred people in the in the room, and they were gonna limit. They limited the questions to ten, and you know how Falcao's a big Christian. Mm-hmm. Well, they gave us they gave us these folders with these numbers on them. And he was supposed to just call out a number, and my number was six six. So I'm like, oh, I'm screwed. He's as a Christian, I didn't think he was gonna go with the whole six 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 thing. So he started. He called out other numbers, and then he they went with the ten questions. But since the Spanish delegation, uh, there was only about four or five people there, including Danny and me. Uh, they they gave a chance for the Spanish delegation to ask a question. And I think it's Luis Asnar, Danny. Yeah, Mar- yeah. He got a chance. They, they, you know, asked him if he wanted to say something, and he, he went ahead and asked his question. And then they were like kind of done. And I was like, no, I'm not missing out on this chance. I was nervous, you know, to ask a question. I've never done anything like that, but uh, I was there raising my hand like me, 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 <laughs> you know. And, and the lady that was presenting, she called, you know, she calls to me, and I was able to ask Falcao's question. So great. What was the question Great. about? Do you remember? <laughs> yeah, I remember it exactly. I, I actually had a question before. I had planned it an hour before just in case since uh, Zapata played for Villarreal and Falcao eliminated his team. I was going to ask him if he got a chance to talk to Zapata about how they relegated Villarreal. Mm-hmm. And the first guy that asked the question, it was extreme. It was like pretty much that same exact question. Uh, so that's, so I was just, that's what happens to me every single press conference. Man, I was so <laughs> pr- I was like, there's no way anybody's gonna ask that question, you know. And mm-hmm. then uh, I was frustrated there. I was just thinking, thinking, and then I just came up with asking him what his favorite goal was, you know. But then I just asked him because you know the rumors were swirling that he was gonna leave the team. Uh, that Chelsea was going to buy him or whatever. So I just, in Spanish, basically said, what was your favorite goal in the first of your 10 seasons that you're going to stay with Atleti? And then he just started cracking up. A couple of people were chuckling in the room. And then right away he was like, oh, you're multiplying my contract by two. And then, you know, he went on to answer his question and talked about the, the goal in Valencia. No, 
the goal at the Calderon against Valencia for the Europa League, that left-footed blast that he took, and then also the goals against Bilbao, those mm-hmm. spectacular goals in the final. So it was amazing. Great. I always joked um, uh, with you when we were talking about meeting your your uh, idols that you would most definitely get a restraining order, but it seems that you made it out of Colombia, okay? Yeah, yeah, I did. The Cholo Cholo scare helped me out a little bit, you know. (laughs) I don't know if we'll ever get a press pass by what you say. (laughs) We should probably not ask for any more Colombia press passes for a while. (laughs) But yeah, guys, if you uh, if you let me one second, I just uh, for the the next two stops actually, um, which were. Uh, Kali and, and Wila actually had a, a really good, uh, I'll just, I'll try to sum it up really quickly. Mm-hmm. But, uh, it was, I mean, it was pretty amazing because you have, you know, you have the huge charm of the Colombian people and, and yet you have a, th- them being so overwhelmed by the stardom of Falcao, um, that in Bogota it was more or less, everything was more or less manageable. But once in, in Cali, uh, you know, you, all of a sudden you had, you had the lobby just jammed with people, jam-packed with people, and didn't make any sense because the orders were to let no one through. And, uh, you know, we started discovering that it was actually like police officers that were in the, in the, in the hotel letting all their families through. <laughs> and all of a sudden you walk outside the hotel, you'd have like, uh, these, you know, we have pictures of these, uh, of these police guys with big, big, uh, machine guns and had a little snap, like a little point and shoot in their other hand, you know? <laughs> and like, and uh you just had that you had uh you know after the Cali game the, there was these amazing amazing uh you know cheerleaders that were called las diablas and you had uh, all of a sudden the next day magically out of nowhere the next day after the game uh, you would have them in the lobby of the hotel you'd say oh <laughs> what a coincidence you know <laughs> uh you know it's it's funny and also i, I knew i knew cholo uh, uh, simona was a big a big press freak but i never uh, realized how much until his trip you know? i'm for those who don't know, uh, Cholo has his own, uh, actually has his own press officer. Yes, he does. Who can be seen at the games and usually. And, uh, and, he, and he, he sends all those killer looks every time you ask a question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you get really intimidated because he's there in first line, just staring at the journalist um, asking the question. And uh, he normally doesn't like my questions <laughs> by the look of his face. <laughs> my chest and hair doubled when I was up close to him. I swear my chest hair just poofed out. Yeah, Danny, what's his name? Um, uh, Diana mentioned it to me the other day. That I, I forget, actually. I yeah. forget the name right now. But uh, basically, uh, you know, Simeone would come into the lobby, and I'd usually just be next to the laptop. But, you know, I'd have a time to dip in the pool from time to time, but... Usually I'd just be in the laptop in the lobby and he'd say, hey, chaval, hey. You know, and sometimes he'd say my name, sometimes he'd call me chaval, sometimes he'd call me whatever. And he'd be like, oh, oh, tenés, lo tenés. And I'd say, wait, wait. So every day I would have to go actually on Google. Uh, you know, I'm not trying to do anti-publicity for my paper here, but, but if you put, uh, if basically if you put Diario As PDF, uh, you can pretty much download any pirate, uh, day, you know, <laughs> any pirated version of Us. So I would have to actually download illegally Us every day, and uh, and I'd open it, I'd open the PDF file, and every single time, uh, it'd be, it's not, you know, we always open with Real Madrid usually, so I'd be like, I don't give a shit, and you know, I'd always go to the opening of the of the Letico section. Mm-hmm. Say, ah, oh, muy bien, ah, oh, you know, and then the next page, ah, oh, ah, oh, muy bien, ah, oh, okay, gracias, you know, and then he'd go somewhere, or like sometimes he'd chill for a couple minutes and ask me stuff, 
And uh, but so he thing, he checks what what people publish about um, Cholo and about the team. Everything, absolutely everything. Actually, on on the plane ride uh, going, uh, they didn't they didn't even <laughs> euro in the. Which I find amazing. They didn't spend the they didn't they didn't bother to spend a euro in the gift shop at the airport to buy the papers, and they had Alex uh, go around the entire plane, seeing if anybody had a copy of us of Marca of anything. <laughs> He's probably listening to this as a lady too, then. <laughs> I better watch that more. <laughs> yeah, you better, you better. <laughs> so, um, you you said it was crazy um, uh, right before the America match, right? Yeah, yeah, it was it was then it was I mean it was pretty much the days because they spent the most of the days they spent in Cali, and uh, and Wheeler there's actually a funny story too where the the bus pulls up before the game, and uh, they you know the the they open the doors and all of a sudden uh, you know this is one bus the one that's going to take the t- the players to the stadium, and all of a sudden three old men and and like four young kids come out they're like oh you need all these people to drive the bus we're like no well. You know, basically, not, the bus drivers uh, couldn't, they didn't want to, they, they wanted to see if everybody can go on the bus, because, you know, for them, like, driving the, the team is a huge honor. Mm-hmm. So, Atletico says, no, sorry, you guys can't be on the bus, we only need one bus driver. <laughs> it's, it's a one-kilometer ride. We don't need three bus riders. <laughs> drivers, that's great. Hey, Danny, huh? Danny, didn't the team get trapped in a restaurant or something like that? Uh, yeah, that happened as well. But basically, like, <laughs> The lady came back to the bus, and uh, they opened. They actually opened the bathroom stall, and two of the guys and one of the little boys were in the bathroom stall. They're like, guys, like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it was like this trip full of um, all sorts of, of funny stories, right? What and what Mark mentioned is that they went to a Palapa restaurant. Only the Spanish people, um, actually, Felipe and all the Portuguese speakers, went to McDonald's one day. They, you know. They embraced in, in Colombian culture by going to McDonald's. <laughs> and uh, the others, the Colombians stayed at the hotel, and the Spanish people all went to uh, all went to this palap, this huge, huge palapa that hosts it can have up to a thousand people. They went to the top floor, and when they tried to get down, they only had a few officers, and and they couldn't open a path for them. So they. They just remained on the stairwell for maybe 15 minutes. It was crazy, and they were going to do a horse show, but uh, they they said it wasn't safe. Uh, the, the Let It Go people and a horse show on the top floor. <laughs> uh, well, wow! Not all these funny funny uh, stories, but, but yeah. Okay, so yeah, sorry, Derek. Were you saying anything? Oh no, but I was just. Um, I mean, this was a, a fantastic trip, of course, for Martin and for Danny and everyone uh, everyone who was there in Colombia. And um, but I was just thinking that. It was a bit strange, though, because at the beginning of the podcast, Ricky, you you opened yep. with um, well how we experienced the preseason, mm-hmm. and um, well for me personally, because Atletico made those long trips at the end of last season and then again in this preseason um, when they went to Costa Rica, um, I personally and maybe it it has been because I've been busy and um, not fully up to date, but I, I didn't really get to see much of Atletico this preseason because all those friendlies were played in the middle of the night. Yeah. Um, so it, it was a bit difficult to judge exactly how we were preparing for this season. But I know, for example, that Billy, um, you, you did get to see most of those games um, in the middle of the night, didn't you? Um, yeah, my sleeping pattern changes a lot during the summer, so I was able to stay up for them. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the performances 
Uh, some of them weren't brilliant. The Saprisa game, which was about three in the morning here, one of the worst games I've seen, I think. But, um, you know, for the fitness and to see the young players, um, I think it was worth watching. And, yeah, the team the team's getting there. There was a goalless draw, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, it was, no, no, it ended. It wasn't much of a game. And I think the highlight was uh, seeing Oliver play, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. True. And um, <clears throat> what what do you think in general about the the preseason? I think you've you've um, summed it up uh, pretty well, Derek. Uh, it was um, it was a preseason where we we practically couldn't judge um, the team until the very last minute. Uh, maybe the the final matches here uh, in in Spain. Um, what's your personal point of view, Derek, about the preseason? But there, there's also a big difference with last season when we played um, the Europa League qualifiers. I think two or three rounds before the season actually started. Um, and this this year the approach has been different because La Liga started two weeks earlier than usual. Um, so yeah, that, that um, brought up a, a change in the schedule. Um, I think that Billy um, made a significant mention there of Oliver Torres, who has been the story of the season so mm-hmm. far, um, or at least of the preseason. And I think that besides Oliver Torres, there hasn't been so much to really talk about. I mean, Atletico hasn't changed much. There hasn't been um, a very very big amount of players coming in. Um, I think besides Oliver Torres, the the name most discussed was Raul Garcia, who was said to be doing very well in training. But then I do think that in the the preseason games that we did play, he wasn't that much of a factor. So I'm not sure... If he really did um, impress me uh, as much as uh, some other people, um, you're talking about Oliver. Oh, well, sorry, Raúl Garcia. Ah, Raúl Garcia. Well, well, yeah, yeah. I was saying that yeah. Oliver and Raúl Garcia were the two mm-hmm. main stories of the preseason. Okay, and let me let me name the double D and uh, maybe have a round of opinions. Um, Diego and Dominguez. They're both um, farewell stories for the moment. Um, I, I was quite surprised by. Um, Dominguez being transferred in like in the middle of the summer with no one paying attention and strategically right after the the renewal period of season tickets ended. Um, uh, were you as surprised as I was? Uh, for example, Danny. I think um, uh, somewhat, somewhat because I think Dominguez. I, I can never picture him leaving the club for some reason. Well, not 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 for some reason. I mean, because he's always been to the club, but. Uh, it was somewhat surprising, but at the same time, I, I thought, hey... Uh, it's like if he was giving up competing against um, Godin and Miranda. He he just yeah. felt like an underdog in that battle, yeah. and he, he thought he wasn't going to be able to make it into the starting 11 as much as he would like, and just took the easy route out. Yeah, in terms, I mean, it's a shame, but uh, right now, football nowadays is is uh so conditioned by the economics of everything that my one of my first thoughts wasn't so much oh uh Dominguez left that one of, sadly one of my first thoughts was oh it's a german club and they actually pay a transfer <laughs> so so i thought oh that's good you know that that was one of my first thoughts unfortunately but so that's uh, that was one of the i guess the one plus i guess you know the deal no uh billy yeah what's your what's your take on the Dominguez Diego um, well, with Dominguez, um, of course the club needs to raise this £30 million we keep talking about. And I think Cholo said uh, we'll try and keep 10 of the first 11 from Bucharest together. Uh, obviously, meaning Diego will not continue. So 
I guess Domingos as well as Salvio is one of the players uh, who can raise the most money. As a defender, uh, he started brilliantly, I thought, in um, the 2009-2010 season, but you know he hasn't been able to get regular games under Kike and the Manzano and Cholo, so maybe best for him personally to move on and start somewhere else. Uh huh. And well, I was I was leaving Salvio out of the picture, but um, doesn't that leave a, a really really poor bench for the start of the season? Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously two youngsters there the other day and very short of um, options on the wing. I think it's just Arda, uh, Sabaya Rodriguez and perhaps one, one friend, but I think that's it really. Mm-hmm. Uh, Martin, your point of view? Um, it didn't really surprise me that it was Dominguez that left. Like everyone said, he wasn't really getting any chances with Cholo. Cholo didn't, his, his choice was, or his choices were Godin and Miranda. Um, even before then, he never really cemented a spot in the starting lineup, and we really didn't see that that Dominguez that we saw uh, when he first came up, you know, with well, not when he first came up, but when he first started to shine under Kike. He just that guy never came back, you know. Mm-hmm. I feel sad to say it. I'd love to keep keep him around, uh, a Canterano, you know, somebody that really, really, you know cares about the club, but he just, you know, wasn't very convincing. I, I have to say that I myself um, uh, wasn't personally uh, a Salvia lover, but um, I, I think we've we've lost uh, offensive power because I, I really think Diego Costa isn't isn't up to this level. I I think he's a he's a decent player for for certain squads, but I just can't see him. Uh, breaking through and <clears throat> and making a difference in, at Atletico as um, and I think his level is two or three steps below Salvio's uh, potential. I don't know if you guys agree or disagree on that one. I think he has that kind of Raúl Garcia thing where if he goes somewhere else, he'll do really really well, and then the pressure of the Calderón, you know, is too much for him maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, Billy. Oh, sorry, I, I saw quite a lot of him at Rio last year, and also at Rio de Lude when he was there. And he's just the type of player, you know, when he's when he's the best player in the team, he'll shine. But when, you know, when he's got to work with everyone else and the expectations are on, uh, for example, when he was at Aleti uh, a couple of seasons ago. Yeah, he's, he very, he's very player. physical, um, and yeah. and he does do a good job uh, being a physical striker. But I I wouldn't mind him as the third striker, but if we could get good money for him, uh, I wouldn't be too concerned if he left. Mm-hmm. It seems like he minds being the third striker too much. That's the problem. Yeah. He wants to be the starter, you know? He wants to play. Mm-hmm. Well, he's still terribly young. He's only, what, 22, 23? Yeah, but he's been all around. The, all around the <laughs> already. He's been everywhere. But yeah. I, I think that's not so important anymore. And modern-day football is something that Danny was mentioning before. Things are changing, and one of the things that the, is that um, players have less stability than they used to have. I think it's just something that's that we're seeing all around. I don't know if you you guys agree. Um, Mark, um, sorry, Derek. Anything you want to mention about um, Dominguez or or Salvio or, or time to move on? Well, what concerns me about our um, transfer activities this summer is that we haven't been able to really replace the players that have left. Um, and of course, we all know that Atletico are skins. Um, we don't have any money to spend. Um, but even that, I believe uh, Martin wrote up a story for AtleticoFans.com today um, in which Simeone said in a press conference um, 
that well the transfer window is still open for another week um so anything mm-hmm. could happen um but I, I do wonder and I would like to ask you guys as well when are you confident going into the season with this squad because personally I believe that we're incredibly thin especially on the on the the wings uh, both in defense and in offense um I think we we only have three um side backs and so few options up front as well I was um, I was going to get there after after the cantera but we can switch the, the order of the topics um something I've uh, I I think we could name the fullback foolishness um and it's it's what happened this this weekend it's like um the the managing staff at Atletico was saying well we're not going to lose both fullbacks at the same time and that's precisely what happens yeah. on on match day 1 well, and I think that again shows how much more vulnerable we have become when um Luis Pereira Antonio Lopez and Dominguez left because mm-hmm. all those three players, and while Perea and Dominguez aren't naturally um, side backs, but they could uh, fill a role there, mm-hmm. uh, they left. So now we're really out of options, and we'll um, have to rely on the Cantera heavily. But even in the B team, and Billy is more up to date on this, but I don't think in the B team there's anybody um, able to step up. The thing um, is that um, you, you've got you've got a something that would be like um, English Premier League third division um, B team, and uh, taking two full steps in for a young player is just too much. You can't, you can't have, you can't um, expect a 17-year-old player playing against um, amateurish. Um, some of some are, are professional, but most are semi-amateur uh, teams to uh, take the step into uh, top-notch uh, football. I just think it's it's. Uh, we're asking too much from the cantera. I mean, you can expect Manquillo to develop into an interesting player, but given that you either have him have your B team in, in uh, one division above what we currently are, or um, loaning him to to uh, teams where he can develop fully. I don't know if Billy, if you agree there with me. Uh, sorry, just Manquillo. Yeah, well, but the same the same example I'm I'm giving you from Anguilla would would apply to to Kader or would apply to even Oliver or or Saul. It's just taking too many steps at the same time. Um, yeah, there there is that. But personally, you know, I'd rather keep the players where we can see them because you know we've seen players go out on loan before, like Borja and Pacheco, and they haven't played at their clubs and they just wasted the year really. So, mm-hmm. uh, I'd I'd like to see the B team in Segunda, but it seems it won't happen. So we just got to hope they can make the step up, I guess. Mm-hmm. And um, well, Danny, what's what's your um, what's your take on 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 this situation where where the, the team roster is, is being spread so thin with with um, top class players and and they're just filling the halls with with cantera players who have to step up and it's something interesting for fans, but. Um, I think that fans, after after the initial excite, excitement, they're going to demand results, and it, maybe it's just too much responsibility for the kids. Yeah, absolutely. I think that one of the big uh, big problems with our team right now is that we're incredibly, incredibly uh, coach uh, dependent. Uh-huh. Basically, if can you imagine this squad right now, uh, how we would all react if if Simeone left uh, somewhere, and and for example, we brought in Ultra, we brought in I don't know some. The guy from Levante Gym, we brought in anybody else. Manzano. Yeah, yeah I mean, anybody, anybody. <laughs> you know, would, we'd be, you know, you'd have Cebolla who had his, you know, weight problems and, and 
and uh, et cetera, Del Porto. Then you have, you know, and it's exactly what you guys were saying with the right back, with the backs, how they both got injured. We've been extremely lucky with injuries lately. I know, I know Diego was out for, you know, over like a month and a half, and, and Falcao was out for a few weeks and whatever. But, you know, if we can, if you compare clubs, uh, I don't know, you, you can compare Barcelona last year, other clubs, they were far uh, more unlucky than we were. And it's it's just a big situation uh, in that sense and also the the problem with the the B team is that uh, Atletico is is not interested at all in having a team in Segunda why because uh, sure you you know the you make a little bit of revenue on TV etc but uh, the amount of upgrades you have to make is crazy you have to you have to uh, you have to pump up salaries to Segunda División level which is like a whole other stratosphere and right now the the team is just not interested at all in that. Uh they they saw, you know, granted last time it was because of the first team that it went down, but they're just not interested in in having that whole planning and they want to just be focused on the first team and that's, oh, that's very reality. interesting. We're going to be in Segunda B for I don't know, I don't want to say forever, but definitely for the next few years uh, mm -hmm. regardless, no. And mm -hmm. uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, last year at the end, the last I don't know, uh Billy was m much more uh, probably on top of it, but uh, I didn't really have hopes for the last game. I know there was a last uh, gasp where we yeah. could possibly make the playoff spot, but it didn't seem like they were interested either, uh, you know, the way that the, that game went down. Yeah. They were 3-0 down in 10 minutes, which just seemed a bit sus suspicious to me. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, uh, that's, I think that's what's uh, going to come, you know. Yeah, yeah. Interesting Interesting point of view. And there, there's something that, there's a topic you've raised there that um, Diego was injured for a month and a half. And that's where we lost any option we had to qualify for Champions League uh, football for the next season. Um, not having Diego, I think, makes things worse. Um, are you are you guys um, are you guys mm, convinced that Oliver is prepared to take that step and fill the gap? Um, I, I really think it's asking too much from the kid. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I mean, last season, he was just playing against 19-year-olds in the Juvenile uh, in the Division d'Honneur. He still yet to play for the reserve side, so, you know, asking him to step up all the way to one of the best leagues in the world, week in, week out, I think we've got to take it gradually, you know? Mm -hmm. You know, if you give a player too much exposure, I remember Camacho, mm -hmm. they just, you know, they might not turn out as you expect, and you might see them fade away. Mm -hmm. Well, what about the rest of you? Um, any opinions there? Martin? Um, I don't know why we overlook uh, Arda. Arda taking the step up there. You know what I mean? It just everybody looks to Oliver taking over that spot first. But, you know, I think Arda, well, we should probably, give him... Probably because he was given um, third role after, after Diego was injured. Because um, the backup role... Was of, Koke, of playmaker right? was given to Koke, yeah. Yeah. So if um, Arda, uh, being a being a star with a star salary, wasn't able to convince uh, Cholo in the first place, and I really think that Koke struggles in in that position, and that really isn't where Koke should be playing. Well, um, do you guys think about Emery then, perhaps? Well, I, I just think that Emery's a backup. I, I think yeah. that his his age will probably weigh, as as is, is the case with with Thiago. Thiago is a player I like a lot, but. Um, he was physically more fit three seasons ago, and he will probably be less fit next season. He's just um, 
waning little by little. Um, it's just a matter of age. I, I, I haven't seen that much of Emre yet to to uh, give a full opinion, but about hiring uh, players that are um, older than the than the team average, I would. I'm 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 not I'm I'm not um, too much of a fan of of that type of of policy. But well, I, I'd like I'd like for him to get a chance just to see what he's got. You know what I mean? I just want to see it one game, maybe through injuries, maybe if Cholo tries him out in training and then he just goes with it one time, mm-hmm. just to see. You know, we could be surprised. Tarek, uh, what what do you think about all this? Well, and and, and we have Raúl García again in the picture. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not the Raúl García's biggest fan, so I'm going to leave him out of the equation. Um, no, I think that Adrián should be the one to um, to play in the Diego position, or not exactly Diego's position, but I think that last season when we did play Diego as the number 10, as the central playmaker, it often pushed Adrián out wide, which um, isn't where his biggest strength lies. I think that we should give Adrián a free role just behind Focal, where he can just roam around, um, get into spaces, get in between the lines, uh, where he is much more effective than we, when we stuck him on the right wing, which is an option that Simeone seems to be considering this season because we have so few options um, uh, out wide. Um, now, personally, I, I would prefer to see Arda and um, Adrian both um, um, interchange in that role and um, try to fill the void that's left by Diego um, in, in that way because I don't think that we have a natural replacement for Diego so maybe we should stop looking for one and actually um, start thinking of an, an alternative solution. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's I, I I really can't see Adrian playing in that position. You say as a matter of fact, I don't see it either. Yeah, as a matter of fact, um, I'm sort of worried because I'm I'm a really big Adrian fan. Don't you guys see that he's mm, sort of worryingly unfit for this um, point of the season? I don't know if I'm I'm um, getting too drastic too soon, but uh, Chelsea Super Cup match is just uh, six days away or seven days away, and I, well, I really think that the the team is is looking much greener than than it looked last uh, season at the beginning of of La Liga. Well, I'm not too worried. I mean, what exactly are your uh, are you basing that on? Because I think the last season, Adrian too was a very inconsistent player, very irregular, and we've often seen him disappear in away games where. Usually at the Vicente Calderon is where we saw his best performances. Well, but... I remember that Adrian saved our butt in <laughs> Europa League, the qualifying matches last season, and that was August. That was, in fact, that was the beginning of August, or I don't, I don't remember if we 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 uh, faced uh, Stromgut said even in July. It was, it was Reyes, Reyes, and Adrian. Reyes and Adrian were the ones that were pretty much saving us uh, at that time. But hey, about fitness, about the team's fitness, I don't know. I, I think I disagree, man. I, in, against Levante, in the second half, it seemed like Levante were gassed, and we were the ones just running all over the place. I was actually impressed with the team's fitness, huh? except for Silvio. Silvio looked gassed, and then he actually admitted that afterwards, uh, towards the 70th minute, right before he got taken out, uh-huh. he was feeling, you know, wasted. So, But I thought I, I thought we looked pretty good fitness I'll, I'll get to the I'll get to the match in, in, uh, in a minute. Um, all right. Just just before we get there, uh, an, another topic I I I wanted to raise um, signings 
Um, Danny, do you think there's there's anything that's going to happen in either direction in these last days? Yeah, absolutely. I I I can I can't really see the, uh, this thing how it is right now. Uh, it's especially now, you know, if before it was already it was already a very like pulling ropes, pulling strings kind of thing in the last days. These days are going to be very crucial, I think, um, especially because those clubs that wouldn't budge, you know, two weeks or three weeks before the transfer market's over, you know, why would a team accept an offer they don't like uh, when there's still a few weeks left? Well, that's not going to be the case anymore. These teams are going to have hours, and I think it's going to be a little bit annoying, uh, not only for the, the press and et cetera, I think it's going to be annoying for the fans, uh, unless something, you know, really, I mean, unless it gives a really good uh, turnaround. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, uh, as has been written already, uh, it's basically 100%. I mean, I won't, I won't say 100, but let's say 95, that uh, if, if any team bites for Godin, which is what they're really trying to do, uh, Bruno Alves is already basically, you can say he's pretty much signed. I mean, he's signed in the sense that uh, Mendes and Atletico, well, Atletico's in the great debt to Mendes, and and in this case, uh, you know, the, the debt would just keep growing because uh, Bruno Alves would clearly beat bot with uh, Mendes' money from uh, Zenit. Therefore, Atletico wouldn't spend a dime on that, and, but they would get a 50% of the revenue from Godin. Uh, the other case right now is that they're trying to do. But how can how can you how can you leave the team with only two um, de- defensive players in that position? Well, no, Bruno Bruno Alves is a center defender. So he would basically replace Gonin for the same. Replace one for the other. Yeah. yeah, it'd just be one for the other. And up front, I think they're trying everything they can. Uh, they're they're not dumb. I mean, apparently, from what I hear, uh, Gil is over. Um, he's pretty much over the the the, the Diego, uh, so-called uh, when you know when he when he complained uh, for his formal complaint against Atletico. Uh-huh. Apparently, he doesn't hold that grudge anymore. But Diego seems to be very important uh, for Maga at Wolfsburg right now. On, on let, let, me, let me stop you there. Billy, what happened yesterday to uh, Diego's website? That was uh, awesome. How did you find out? I just saw a few people write it on my timeline. Um, his website, it just changed to a picture of him in the Atleti shirt and nothing else. You know, you couldn't do anything else on it. So, you know, I thought it was kind of like a message or something. But, it's but have you seen the site? Had you seen the site days before? Or? I hadn't, but I was told that uh, it was different. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I think well, yeah, th- Sorry. No, no, no. I, I was just going to say, actually, yeah, that, that uh, I, I went in a few days ago, and it was just a bunch of uh, outdated, very, very outdated things from maybe, you know, like week 32 or something, uh-huh. uh, week 30, week 31. Uh, I, I actually, you know, it was weird because the pictures... Uh, it, it seemed very credible because the pictures. The only thing is that the pictures uh, were are mirrored. Yeah, yeah. Are mirrored exactly. So that was weird. But uh, I mean, the layout. It 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 seems the kind of thing that you would do when you when you're under construction. You know. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's why I thought uh, we're not sure because it se- it just seems weird that it would just stay like that for so many days because Diego has an em- a full time employee just for his uh his social networks and and site and he's based in Brazil. So if that guy let that slip, I think that'd be really crazy, you know, but who knows. Um, right now, um, you can see one player leaving and one player coming, and and that's it, and just for economical reasons then, Danny? Uh, yeah, well, that, that and uh, no, there's definitely, they're definitely uh, apparently sending, they've already, well, from what I hear is that they've sent a fax 
to every single premier team. I mean, even West Ham and and stuff like that. Apparently, they send a fax to all those teams uh, just with Godin. They haven't uh, launched the others because it's like a mailing campaign. Public <laughs> <laughs> uh, marketing. They're just gonna yeah, cold call clubs. <laughs> probably, probably seeming a little desperate, but uh, please don't right bother now, me with late night calls. <laughs> I'm gonna tell the phone company not accept calls from Atletico Madrid. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I mean, apparently the, the word is that if if the the club's not dumb and they know that they'll have uh, the fans in their pocket if they somehow amazingly miraculously uh, get to to uh, to sign Diego somehow. So Godin's, Godin has a, the price tag on, and it's not coming off until the very last day. No, no, absolutely not, absolutely not. And no, but no, I mean uh, Diego Costa's not safe. Uh, Raul Garcia definitely not safe at all. And uh, his, his his agents are open to him staying or to him leaving. And the idea behind the Diego is uh, the idea behind that would be that if if you do, you know, this is kind of like a pipe dream here. But you know, if you sell. Godin for 10 million, which I don't, I don't think he's. Uh, that's quite his transfer value right now. Um, if you manage to do that and you manage to sell one of the players from up top, like Raúl García, for the same price, mm-hmm. then the idea here is uh, that you'd pretty much be at an economic stability where you can afford one more salary, and therefore the idea, the technicality, etc., is that it would be kind of a, a loan with a must-buy price in 2013. To be split out between 2013 and 2014, apparently. That's supposedly, you know, this is all like, I mean, it's, nobody knows exactly the, the crazy thing. in the air signings, right? Yeah, Mendes well, style. Talking about crazy, did you guys hear about the Focal rumor? Uh, which one, the Anzi? Yeah, I think the, uh, supposedly they were uh, about to offer us 60, 69 million, um, but I don't think that we, I do think we should that, take that with a pinch of salt. Um, but Danny, can you see maybe well, a- Anzi? Anzi definitely have the money. They just have a pump of, of money there. No, I, I wouldn't rule them out actually making an offer, but I'm not sure if this interest is real because it came from a source in Italy or somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and I usually I don't think that it's too serious unless it comes either from Spanish press or from the press from the buying club. We, um, yeah, we didn't even give a. We didn't even mention it. I think we mentioned it in. Uh, in, 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 in one of those, in yeah. one of those things where the, the other day where, where Madrid Atleticos had mentioned, I think if we even did that, so we didn't give it any, any uh, publish, you know, we didn't give it any uh, like big article center, center spot. at all. Da, da, didn't even you, mention it. No. Do you give any credibility to the reports of Raúl García maybe going to Atletico Bilbao or maybe going to uh, England? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, Bilbao has, you know, they can invent as many tra- family trees as they want, but. They have limited options, uh, so uh, I'm actually. This is kind of weird because I'm I'm I got caught in a situation where um, I'm, I was talking between uh, kind of like a in, an intermediary or like a I don't know how you say it, like an agent who's who's doing the Benyat thing with Bols, with Bolsberg, yeah. and he was telling me uh, he was asking me to ask somebody else stuff, and what he was basically telling me is that that thing is uh, basically. They already have the agreement, uh, just that Wolfsburg needs to get more money. So if that were to go through, um, uh, you know, Athletic, uh, this we can see kind of a triangle here. With I don't know if the I still think Diego is going to stay put in Wolfsburg. In my M- opinion, money but, changing hands and players changing uh, city. Exactly, but if Athletic miss out 
on, uh, you know, if, if Bilbao miss out on, on Benyat, uh, they don't have many options. So they were talking about Griezmann, but Griezmann's not Basque. They can invent everything they want, but I mean, I don't, I don't know. So, I'd just like to say that Danny bet an annual salary that Diego would be leaving, so, <laughs> Colombia. I asked him about it. He said he'd be willing to bet his annual salary, so. Yeah, he told me <laughs> practically the same a few months ago, and uh, you seem to be right up to the yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah. But that whole domino effect, I've been dreaming about that where Javi Martinez and getting goes Danny to Germany salary? and then they... <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't bet it to me, he was just saying. Not that much to envy, not that much to envy, let me tell you. <laughs> Danny, as, as a club, I thought about offering Godin to Wolfsburg maybe. <laughs> I, no, they're, they're definitely not looking. They have too many uh, center defenders, unfortunately. They're offering Betis like three or four of them. So How many player spots does Wolfsburg have anyway? <laughs> <laughs> they have a lot. They're, they're owned by a car company, so they have probably as many cars as players. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, I think we've, we've covered the, the signing uh, front as much as can be covered. Um, when does the uh, transfer market close? Is that the, on the 3rd? Or is on the first? Um, I think it's the same day as the Super Cup. It does it. Is that the 31st at like 12 a.m. or something? That's going to be... Finally, Miguel Ángel is going to have a good reason to miss the match. You know that he always leaves matches in the middle of the match because he gets really nervous. He he can't watch them live. Finally, he's going to have a good reason. (laughs) He's going to be signing someone. Um, Okay, so so let's get on with the the match. Kind of disappointing, kind of expected would be my personal opinion about the match. Uh, kind of disappointing result. Um, kind of expected, um, knowing that this could happen. We're going to see strange um, playing systems um, in away games. And we're going to see a not so attractive uh, play style um, when Atletico is playing away from Vicente Calderón. Um, I've I've heard Cholo say it many times that he only has to entertain people at Vicente Calderón, and that outside he has to get the points. And according to um, his personal math, winning the home matches and um, tying most of the away matches give you a Champions League spot, and that's um, number one priority for Atlético Madrid. Can you see that um, equation, um, the right one? And what's your opinion about the match in general? Um, let me start with. Derek, for example, yeah? I think that with these kickoff times, Simeone doesn't even have to entertain anyone at the Vicente Calderon because there won't be anyone turning up. <laughs> uh, and it's it really sad, though, because I do want to say something about it. I saw a, a graphic this week um, about the attendance rates in the Premier League and in La Liga in the first weekend of the season. Um, I believe that the attendance rates in England were um, over 96% or over 95%. And in Spain, it was somewhere near 60. And that's just shameful. I mean, um, how are you going to raise any money in, in an economic situation where clubs are struggling? Um, is they don't give a damn um, because they, they're just, um, well, the, the, the club signed a pact with the devil. And the devil's called the, the TV operators, the cable TV operators. And TV cable operators decide when the kickoff hours go and... According to them, spreading out every single match at a different um, time slot um, gives them more pay-per-view revenue. And um, I'm sure that mm, they don't really give a damn whether people attend or don't attend matches. So sad as it is, it's one of the 
other um, illnesses of modern football, I would say. At least in, in Spain, there's no there's no one regulating that, and um, in these in these aspects, it's so different and so amateurish compared to other competitions like uh, Bundesliga or, or Premier Premier League. Yeah, absolutely. And I believe that even in Italy, where so many people have complained about the attendances and the level of football, even over there, they're getting um, paid so much more for their TV rights. And I believe that even in France, they've made huge steps to increase those uh, those funds. And it really is time for um, the the La Liga to, I mean, to come up with a, a good structure that benefits all the clubs and not just the big two. But um, I think that's a discussion that we've had before, Ricky. And we've, mm-hmm. uh, well, let's get back to the Levante game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that one thing that really um, stick with me from the game is the thought that this is probably what we're going to see the entire season. A very good, uh, solid defensive performance from Atletico um, in defense and um, a, a lack of creativity up front. I mean, I'm not sure if, if you guys are worried about the Martin, for example. Do you think that um, the the um, the lack of opportunities that we created is something to worry about, or are we just um, still a bit rusty from the summer rest? I think uh, a lot of it had to do with uh, Silvio and Adrian. Their form, you know, they weren't up to par. Uh, also, you got to remember that this game we didn't have our two starting fullbacks, you know, so there was an improvised system. You know, that's not even what they trained for throughout the preseason. With improvised uh, players, you, you had Carvalho, yeah, exactly. you had Thiago, and you, 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 you shouldn't be expecting to see them in, in many starting 11s, I, I'd say. Yeah, exactly. So it's hard to really, really take much from this game, I think. Uh, I look at it extremely positively in the sense that we were able to, you know, score there the last two seasons with a lot of our stars, you know. Uh, we lost 2 nothing both times, and this time we tied it, and not just that, we looked much stronger than they did. We held on to the ball longer, and like I was saying earlier, it looked like we were more fit. Uh, I saw us, you know, running around a lot quicker, especially mm-hmm. when Khaled and Ali came in, and they started linking up a lot with, with Arda in the middle, and it was really, really exciting to see that trio forming on the right, you know. I was thinking that should uh, Silvio, or, or I was thinking that after that game, it seemed like Gader jumped over Silvio in the pecking order, at least right now. I don't know what you guys think about well, that. Well, I, I think Silvio's been getting pecked uh, <laughs> on that um, since um, day one of his contract. Yeah. I, 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 I think that no one could expect Silvio to, to underperform as much as he has. And it just um, isn't up to the expectations, I, I think, at all, because we did see a, a very interesting Silvio at the beginning of last season. But he's it was just extremely exciting, man. I remember we were really excited about him those first yeah. few games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, well, um, Billy, how much have you gotten to see um, Kader before before Levante? Um, did you um, were you expecting him to develop in, in the way he has? Um. Well, last season, uh, he went into the B team from Atleti C. So, you know, I, I wasn't expecting him to make such progression so quickly. Um, he started off playing right back. I think in one of the first games, uh, he got sent off quite early on. And he played rest, the rest of uh, the season on the wing. 
Mm-hmm. So that's where I was expecting him to feature, really. But uh, Cello's, uh, he's, he's moved him back. And yeah, he's done pretty well. I'm very impressed with him. I, I went twice to Los Angeles and San Rafael during the summer. And um, the first day he was training as a, as a winger. The second day he was already training as, as a defensive player. He was, he was training on the opposite side of Silvio sometimes. Sometimes he would be on the same side, um, uh, trying, trying to, trying to, um, get those offensive um, uh, plays in order that they that they drill so much of of um, getting the ball to to the defensive player and and trying to get the ball to Falcao from there from crossing it and uh, well uh, what what I am surprised uh, back to Billy is um, Kader has um, he he has um, got. Um, ahead of of Manquillo, and that's that's a surprise as well, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's a surprise. I mean, Kade, he he's only played about uh, four or five times at right back, but I guess Cholo he's seen them both in preseason. I think Manquillo was injured for a bit, which gives him a bit of a disadvantage. But mm-hmm. yeah, um, he's obviously been more impressed with Kade at right back, so he's he's given him the nod. Um, I'd have preferred to see Manquillo, but you know he's only eighteen. I think his time will come. Uh, you're, you're not you're not getting very lucky with your preferences because you were you were asking for um, more playing minutes for Saul and for Manquillo. You're not getting yeah. either. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Saul Saul's had two years in the B team already, so mm-hmm. yeah, I was hoping this year we'd move him on and not give him a third year. But what's what's your take on what's your take on 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 Oliver? Um, I'm a massive fan. Uh, you know, he, he's such a talented footballer. He's just just the only worry for me is his physique. You know, um, straight after he came on the other day, uh, the first two times he got the ball, I think uh, he was shoved off it. Uh, but then he grew into the game and uh, looked more composed. So, I mean, I- I'm happy if he switches between uh, the B and the first team this season. But, you know, I just hope we don't rush him too much and put mm-hmm. too much pressure on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he there was some evidence of that pressure because he immediately when he was on Twitter it was almost like he was apologizing for his yeah. performance because he was like I still feel the nerves all over my body. Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine. He has been apologizing a lot these last two days, hasn't he? Yeah, <laughs> Derek, maybe you would like to develop that. <laughs> yeah, well, um, maybe you've heard, but um, Oliver was caught um, in a photograph at the um, Santiago Bernabeu. Um, I believe he was just there to pick up some new boots from the Adidas store, which can, I believe... Can you, can you really say cut? <laughs> I don't think you walk through the front door if you're afraid of, of being caught in a picture. It was just... He's he's an Adidas player, and and he has to pick up his Adidas boots somewhere. Exactly. I'm not sure yeah. if that was really the, the best place to go pick them up, but maybe because... <laughs> He probably has some ar- arrangement with the, with the sponsor or somewhere where you can pick him up in just any store, um, but I'm not exactly sure on that. But um, well, I do think that it's it's been good for him. It's something that he'll learn. Um, and he's only what 17, I think, still. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, that just comes with age, and I think that all the 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 noise that people are making about it is just so That's over it because. That doesn't uh, mean anything at all. Danny, have you had the chance to speak to Oliver Torres? Uh, just once, but a while back, a few a few weeks ago. Uh, what's your, what's your impression? No, I think I think he's very uh, very composed kid. Uh, very, 
Uh, it's, I think it's incredible that uh, he he would actually um, you know re- refuse uh, to go to Manchester United uh, when he's you know when he's not guaranteed uh, anything here yet, and I think that's what people have to definitely uh, give him back that love, no? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I I remember when when Fernando Torres made made it through um, to Atlético Madrid, he was o- he was only 17 as well. Um, the team was going through. Um, Deep turmoil, uh, probably one of the darkest moments in Atletico Madrid history. It was like they were struggling to, to, um, hit the top spots in, in, in Segunda and, and all the signings that Paulo Futre had made. He was a, he was a managing director, um, had failed. Most of them had failed, uh, were absolute flops and, and Kiko was having a really hard time, uh, recovering from, uh, serious injuries that he had on, on both ankles, and the team was just lacking talent everywhere. And uh, Torres made it into the team, and it was like Torres and 10 other players. And I, that's sort of like the same feeling that we got um, when we watched him play against uh, Alianza. Um, it was like, it really doesn't matter who's playing on the pitch as long as Oliver is around, because you get the feeling that he's the only player doing something different. And that's really strange when you get, uh, when you have all these. Um, talented players and, and players that have performed very well last season, but um, Oliver is an enormous breakthrough, and I think that what makes a difference, and it made a really big difference in, in the case of Fernando Torres, is his family, the atmosphere that he has around him, and I I, I, I really don't know whether Oliver Torres' family is is as reliable and, and can be such an anchor as Fernando Torres' family was for such a young kid, and I think that's one of the biggest things to look out. I don't know if you guys have any anything to add there? Nothing to add. <laughs> okay. No, no, I, just, I just feel deceived, uh, Ricky, by you, because I was looking out for the DJ at the halftime in, in Levante and the drink specials, and there were none, dude. For the, at least that's what they told me. So Why? <laughs> the DJ? Yeah, yeah, dude. You you t- you said on Twitter, when when is the DJ going to be spinning, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well... Um, Maybe they were giving out midnight flyers <laughs> for some disco after, afterwards. <laughs> um, uh, moving on, uh, I don't know if you, you want to add anything about the Levante match. We do have to mention that it's, it's, uh, it's a Europa League, uh, side and, and, um, people are taking for granted that we had to get a good result there. I, I, I think that, um, we should, we should just see what Levante does in the next uh, weeks, and we might uh, uh, arrive to the conclusion that a draw there was a very good result. I think that maybe with time we'll have that feeling. Um, moving on to the David against Goliath um, match, um, our hello Monaco uh, moment. Oh, I, I get the feeling that it's like hobbits uh, walking towards Mordor. I don't know if you you guys have the same feeling. It's like the ninety million um, side against the one million side. I, I've, I've read that in the press this this morning. It's a uh, it's like um, we we've been here. Um, we've seen this. This is more or less a repeat of um, the days previous to the Inter the Milan match. I don't know if you guys have the feeling. I'm actually very confident um, based on that performance two years ago. Because going into that game against Inter, I was very nervous and that didn't give us a chance. 
Um, and now on paper, you wouldn't give us much of a chance either. But, um, well, we have history on our side in that uh, regard. Uh, but I do have to say, wow, do Chelsea look good. I've seen their first two games. Um, and I believe they're playing against Newcastle tomorrow, which should be an interesting game. Um, and especially offensively, they look very impressive. Um, Mata, Hazard, Torres, they, they line up for a, a very strong attack with some um, other new uh, additions to the team. And um, I think that Chelsea could be going places this season. They're definitely looking a lot better than last season. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, we get into the game as underdogs, but um, I, I'm still I'm, I'm feeling pretty confident confident about the game. I, and um, yeah. how you feel about Dilly, for example, you're from England. Right. Um, yeah, I'd agree with you. I think uh, now at the beginning of the season, it's a good time to play Chelsea. You know, they got a lot of new players, and you know they have to adjust to one another. So. I think, you know, we could catch them at a time where, you know, the players, they're not so used to each other and, you know, it might just work in our favour. Mm-hmm. And while they've, they've had a, a, a good calendar so far, I don't, I don't think they've faced any uh, really mm, challenging sides so far. Or well, I saw them the other night um, against Reading at home and they went a goal up from a penalty and then uh, they were 2-1 down for quite a while. Um the defence wasn't looking so great. But yeah, then the the attack, they just turned it on and they managed to turn it around the win four two. But you know, there's some promising signs for us. Um we've got we've got good attacking players, so I w- I'd be surprised if we didn't score a goal at least against them. Mm-hmm. I um, was also like Derek, I was much more intimidated by Inter Milan at that time. Yeah. And uh like they had won their league, Champions League, and they had pretty much the same exact team. They were fielding the same exact team that had won. Hey, all let, those let me let me step on on Martin and Derek's toes here. Um, uh, do you want to have a, a quick round of prediction league? This is Atleti prediction league. <laughs> it's not copyrighted, <laughs> is it? <laughs> <laughs> what's what's your score, Martin, for the match? Uh, I'm gonna go with the same one I predicted last time. Two zero us. Okay, good. Uh, Derek. Two one with Courtois stopping a penalty. <laughs> so you you like you like like the other one, uh, Billy. Um, I think one 0 Adrian with the goal. That would be nice. All of it would be nice. Danny, you as optimistic as the three uh, loons. And this is for Monaco or for or for, for Monaco, Monaco for Monaco. Monaco. Ooh. Who cares about Monaco? <laughs> about Monaco? Oh, um, I actually think it's gonna be uh one one maybe extra time etc and then from there i think the first goal will probably be someone random like kalu or something like that That's and that will end up will end up winning like incredibly somehow at the end or something wow nice. <laughs> so you're I'm seeing excited uh, already <laughs> so you you're seeing a heart stopping 2 to 2 and and a and a 2 to 3 comeback something like that in yeah the last minute that's, I mean, well, a big difference, I think, with this team now, and, uh, well, I mean, Chelsea has the, the drug bags, which is huge, but, but they still have the same coach and everything. I think last time with Inter, that's, that's what I hate about the last Super Cup, is that every single non-Atletico fan's like, oh, but Benitez, and it wasn't Mourinho anymore, and, so, <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to, to not having that excuse, and, although they'll probably say Drogba or something like that, but, mm-hmm. I don't know, we'll see. <laughs> Okay, and um, Danny, are you getting the chance to go to go to Monaco? No, no, no. Actually, we, we've been rotating uh, since I went to the Colombian 
tour last time. Uh, everybody's been doing something different, and especially my boss is going to go up there. He didn't get to go to the last one. So. Oh, your, your boss gets all the finals. <laughs> That's why he's boss. Yeah, yeah, he, went to, he went to Bucharest. So. But yeah, it'll, it'll be all right. He I mean, sends you on the overseas trips, uh, the ones that give you jet lag, and, and he gets the uh, European finals. Sounds much. fair, sounds fair. <laughs> okay. So what is your prediction, Ricky? Um, I, I would go for a 2-0 or a 2-1, uh, probably a, a 2-1. Uh, I, would, I, would I would be with you, Derek. Yeah. We're all crazy, aren't we? Yeah, we are, we are. <laughs> and, so and five, I can wins, see, huh? five wins, five wins. <laughs> and I can see Fernando Torres scoring the, the, the Chelsea goal. No, I don't think really? he will. I mean, I remember the times that we yeah. uh, were supposed to play against Torres when he was still at Liverpool. I think yeah. those were four games, and he didn't play any any one of them. I mean, I think he's gonna he sprain his ankle the night before. <laughs> yeah, I think he's a, afraid to play against Atletico, so I'm not sure if uh, Torres will turn up, and if he even turns up, what Torres are we going to see? The yeah. one that we've seen in the past, or the one that we've seen the past two years for Chelsea? So, so you know, um, uh, we we don't have Gary tonight, but. Um, Gary, who's a funny guy, um, he he appeared uh, this afternoon on 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 a Florida radio station, and uh, I was hearing to what he had to say about Aleti Bilbao match, and he could see um, uh, Simeone giving more, uh, uh, priority to La Liga instead of to the Super Cup, and um, reserving um, uh, playing full fledged uh, during. The Liga match and playing a different starting eleven uh, on certain positions uh, during the Super Cup, and I would find that really, really um, surprising. Yeah, that would be very unlike Simeone. I mean, he's always been the one to say, "Well, we're taking it one game at a time," and also every game is as important as they come. So that doesn't sound like Simeone at all. And, and really getting pumped up before finals. I think that he really loves to play finals. Absolutely. And I mean, someone like Simeone, who's been a player as well, I mean, he he probably realizes how important it is to have a chance to win silverware. So, um, no, I'm pretty sure that he'll go out all out on the on the Super Cup final. I think that's what writes your name in history. It's not whether you, you made it or not uh, to the next Champions League, which you probably will miss anyway because you're moving on. Um, and, and maybe we could talk about that, or, or we would run too long uh, to talk about Simeone's future, but... Um, uh, what what do you think about Aleti Bilbao? Um, can you see the team concentrating and and playing a proper match, or or can you see one of those Atleti typical uh, pre important match flops, Billy? Um, I don't know. I think again, it's a good time to play Athletic. You know, they're they're very uncertain uh, with Llorente and having Martinez, but you know they're an unpredictable team like us as well. Um, you know, I think they'll attack a lot, uh-huh. but. Uh, in the Calderon first game of the season, you know, I think we'll turn it on and win maybe two or three now. Yeah, D- Derek, it's a moment to nail Aladi Bilbao this season, isn't it? Absolutely. Let's uh, kick them while they're down. I mean, they're uh, they're in a crisis, aren't they? And the season hasn't even really begun yet. Mm-hmm. Um, they looked awful against Betis last week. Um, they probably won't be playing with Javi Martinez or Fernando Llorente. So um, a lot of chances for Atletico to uh, get three points against them. Martin, they won. 6-0 last night, though. Yeah, sure. but, well, that was against this... Helsinki. Helsinki, Yeah, I, I really hope um, yeah. none of our listeners are, are huge um, fans from this team. I don't remember the name I read this morning. Yeah. <laughs> but um, 
I really don't see that. Well, that's like um, Atletico playing the the the, the um, qualifying matches against Trumpetse. If if you can't yep. beat Trumpetse in in August, no matter how unfit you are, you're just not ready for the for the challenge of playing Europa League. Hey guys, what's the word? What's the word on uh, Javi Martinez and Llorente? Is Bielsa expected to call them up this weekend? Does anybody know? They've been no, training. Be... They've been training. They started training today. No, but, but uh, we, uh, according to what we're publishing tomorrow, at least uh, they're not they're not going to the game either. So mm-hmm. okay, well I even mean, though, even though it's away, they they just... and and you do have people linked to Aleti Vibang, um, um, at us like. Uh, is is your your uh, cycling specialist an Atletico fan, Esquerro? Uh No, no, he's he's a Real Madrid fan actually. Oh. No, there's there's a there's a, a delegation over there, I guess you call it, like uh yeah. And uh, there's you know there's three or four people that work over there, so they they did it. They actually filled in that article today, I think. Mm-hmm. So apparently that's what's uh, that's what's. Okay, know. before we wrap up, we we have this great chance of having. Um, a super specialist like Billy on, and uh, let me give him five minutes so he can give us like a general brush up of what's going on in um, uh, in La Cantera and the youth uh, system. I, I I think I've seen some really interesting players at Los Angeles and Rafael like Ivan or David Hill, the the goalkeeper. Um, I know that there there have been some signings. I have absolutely no information about them, like goalkeeper Angel Diaz or or I think there's a Turkish. Defense. Um, what was his name? Senk. Senk. Yeah, Senk. Senk and uh, anything we have to be on the lookout. There were 17 players um, uh, training with with um, with Atletico Madrid. I think it was yesterday. Uh, Billy. Um. Yeah, I saw that as well. I think I think most of those players they're just a random selection, so everyone gets a chance. Your view. Who do we have to um, get ready to see um, popping into the? Um, a team maybe filling the bench um, gaps and uh, who knows getting the nod and, and playing some minutes this season. I think from the B team, uh, it's mainly the three the three youngsters from the from the Spain team: Manquillo, Saul, and Oliver. And then you have guys like Cadet, uh, Pedro, and um, yeah, I think those five are the main ones to watch out. But uh, there's also a young guy, Calero, who's just been promoted as well. Mm-hmm. Definitely one to watch. Very exciting player, and there's Elbis, a Brazilian left back, who played a few times last season, and it looked really, really promising. So I keep an eye on him as well. And and in the other and in the other direction, um, before we started recording, I was asking you about uh, Borja and Joel, and yeah. I'm going to ask you again on the record. Um, can you see them leaving? And I'll add Pulido to that. Um, I think Pulido will stay and be the fourth centre back, but. Uh, Joel, I think yeah, him and Borja will, will have to be loaned out. Um, and not, they, they haven't been registered with the first team or the B team, so I, didn't, I think we're just waiting a matter of days now. Mm-hmm. What about what about Pulido? Can you see him playing for the uh, or having a spot on on the team? Finally, I'm not so sure. Um, I'm not sure. Shall, shall I trust him? Uh, yeah, that's, that's the feeling I get. I, I I think he's 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 on the roster, but um, no one actually trusts uh, that he can make it. Yeah, I mean that's why I was annoyed we left Pereira, we let Pereira leave, for example, uh-huh. um, because you know I'd rather someone someone coming to the end of their career and not playing than you know a twenty a twenty one year old. Uh, it's not going to help him at all. So I think it'd be best to loan him out and maybe sign another defender, but that's probably not possible. Mm-hmm. Um, Martin, anything you want to mention before we wrap up? 
Yeah, I think I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, say thanks to Danny. I had thanked you, Ricky, for all your help and cooperation and helping me get the press passes, but Danny was incredibly helpful. Oh, that's because you haven't got the bill yet. (laughs) 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 All right. No, but really, Danny, man, it was really, really nice to meet you, man, over there, and and thanks a lot. No, no, my my pleasure, dude, my pleasure. Good to finally meet you. Something to to mention um, before you get too kissy. (laughs) Uh, I I did see, uh, going back to what Billy was talking about, um, uh, against Alianza de Lima, we we saw most of the Cantera players um, play, and and we got the chance to talk to um, many of the Cantera players after the match. And one of the players we talked to was Pedro, and he was sort of annoyed because all the questions were like, uh, Borja made it into the first team and you're not in the first team and you're in the B team. And um, do you think that uh, Pedro will accept the role of, of, of having a spot in the B team and just uh, popping up once in a while to uh, fill gaps or fill injuries? Um, it's a general question, uh, Billion or whoever can answer that. Um, yeah, well, I think... He's Borja. You know, he's been on the scene since he was very young. Pedro only really emerged last season, so it seems logical to keep him in the B team. You know, he knows his teammates, so you know, I hope he accepts it because he's doing well there, and you know, he can still get chances in the first team. But um, yeah, so that's what I expect. Okay, so well, th- thank you very much. Um, uh, an- another quick question for yeah. Billy: Do we know um, when the first game of the B team um, is played? Yeah, um, they play Sunday against uh, Urense, who are a newly promoted Galician team. I think it's half six uh, kickoff in Spain, and I do believe uh, TVG, uh, the Galician TV network, will be showing it on their website if anyone wants to watch. Oh, so. good. That's great. Probably, probably on on Madrilian local television as well, right? Um, yeah, Tele Madrid. They they showed quite a lot of games last year. And, you mm-hmm. know, Castilla are gone now, so hopefully the games right let you be. Well, Derek, what a great season opener. Um, you can really tell that um, our Real Madrid television pundit is not, not tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, we, we oh. missed you a lot. Uh, we, we really hope to have you on the next episode. This is really going to cost me high. Um, well, thank you a lot. Uh, let me start with Danny. Danny, thank you a lot for for helping us kick off the season in a great way and it's it's awesome having you on as as usual and um I'll buy you a beer the next time we we meet at El Calderon maybe I can buy you breakfast one of these days yeah, <laughs> yeah post game breakfast yeah uh, my my pleasure it's uh, always a lot of fun uh, and uh, yeah definitely always an honor and yeah always great to talk to you all of you so Martin until next time uh, yep. thank you thank you Danny um uh, Martin great to have you um, as usual. Um, All right, guys, if I, I don't I, make it past the hurricane. Yeah, I, survive, I really hope. You know, it's really nice <laughs> knowing you guys. Yo. <laughs> Yo, I'll ask Isaac to, to not behave badly. All right, thanks, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, thank you for being on the show, and thank you again, because um, you're, you're, you're coming in from from Florida, and, and I know uh, the schedule is crazy for you. And um, what time is it right now? It's 6:20. I'm still sitting at my office. <laughs> In the dark, everyone left two hours ago. Right? Yeah, they left at least a long he's time. He's getting ago. paid for this job, Ricky. <laughs> I'm so getting least... overtime right now for this. <laughs> Billy, thank you, thank you. I hope this is the first of many occasions we get you on the podcast. It's it's great having you. It's great to finally put a voice to you. And... Yeah, it's a pleasure to be on. Uh, and yeah, hopefully, first of many. Thanks a lot.
So this wraps up another episode of Red and White Passion. Remember to send your views by Twitter at This Is Letty, Facebook on Facebook.com slash This Is Letty, or by email on info at This Is Letty.com. If you're a new listener, we hope you enjoyed the show and that you will continue to listen to us. You can subscribe to the podcast or download it via iBox or iTunes. Thank you for Seth Letty. If you would like to advertise on This Is Atleti, contact us via email on info at thisisatleti.com.